I just know when I hear snatch blocks and wheel tape, I'm, I'm missing out on a good story. So <laughs> somebody fill me in. Well, I got, I got that moose hunt. I'm going to be hitting up here soon. So I've been like trying to mentally prepare. Like, you know, I've hauled elk out of the woods. I've hauled deer out of the woods. But, you know, there's... I don't, I've never hauled Not a moose out of the woods. Yeah. Like, Call up Clay. Like, apparently he knows how to do it. Yeah, they look like he, they killed one. But. That was a monster. Did those guys that yeah. yeah. one killed up there? Yeah, Alaska. Looks like it. But no, I got... Uh, we got to hopefully, knock on wood, we'll have a couple moose. And I was just telling James um, that, you know, it's a seven-day hunt, and there's four tags going to be in camp. I'm like, dude, that's like, a that's a lot of work. Yeah, you know is. what I mean? Like I'm, I'm mentally trying to, my legs are already starting to bitch at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do, but. Yeah, right. Well, I've been trying to get in shape and I'm actually going to go for a, a little hike after this podcast, try to get some, I've been looking at my step count on my watch and making sure I at least get my steps in before that hunt. Which watch would that be, buddy? <laughs> oh, uh, the Garmin 7X. <laughs> I got tired of that 6X. Like every time I have to charge batteries and stuff like that, it'd be dead. Disconnect. I was getting. I, I was ready to switch to an Apple Watch, but I talked to a couple of people, and they said you got to charge that son of a bitch every day. So I'm like, well, that doesn't defeat <laughs> the not purpose. Work. <laughs> I'm so mad at Garmin that I'm like, I'll, I'll be going to an Apple Watch where I got to charge it every day. At least I know I got to do it. Um, <laughs> just go with a sundial; it'll be fine. Yeah, but uh, I just hated how the the old ones are always disconnect from the Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. that too. It was like I I, I was missing. I mean. <laughs> It's a great, a great Garmin plug right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honest one. What more yeah. do people want? Well, so pissed. You can find that at dusupply.com. Yeah, yep. but that's it. Now the the seven X it has excellent battery life, and I don't. It doesn't have the little blue icon on it, but I'm getting my text messages on it. So it's it's been better than that six X. I don't know what the hell the problem was, but it seemed like after maybe a year, year and a half, it's like, man, they just didn't work good. You know what I mean? They they lose the Bluetooth. Oh. And another thing about the watches that pisses me off. Oh, God. Garmin, Sorry. If you're Sorry, James. <laughs> Man, do you know that you got to be in service to, like, sync your watch and your yes. steps? So, like, you're yeah. up at camp out in the middle of the woods where you should be. Like, Garmin, yep. we like to hunt. We don't hunt in cell phone service. We don't hunt. Maybe one day I'm going to get Starlink up there. It can't, but not yet. But I, uh, well, that's a whole different story. Oh, but God. <laughs> so we're we, just going to repurpose this podcast. We're, we're back. We're just going to be a Warren Winch all over. 3.0. Buddy's on. We're bitching. We're bitching. Buddy's on. The, it's, People it's the are going to start wondering, man. It's the bitching buddy session. But what in their right mind? Why does Garmin want to be so connected to the internet? Like that pisses me off that I can't sync my watch. Like you'll come back from a hike and you're like, oh, that was a badass hike. I want to get my step count. And you pull up your phone to try to sync it. And it won't sync without the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that either. I don't know why it won't sync with Bluetooth, but I definitely noticed that. Well, it won't sync with the internet. It needs the app needs the internet. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think what's happening is, is they sync to a web server 
And uh, so it doesn't sync to your phone. It doesn't put the data on your phone. It puts the data directly to basically a website, Garmin.com server somewhere. Um, I don't know if you remember whenever they got hacked. There was some oh, yeah. shit going on a couple of years ago. <laughs> and the watches didn't. Nothing worked. Oh, my God. That was the best time because, I mean, my phone. I made a couple of text messages that morning. I'm like, dude, what in the world is going on? Your shit's broke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had, um, it was last year. It was maybe, I think it was last year. Um, and I had alpha 10, I think that I was trying to link to my app on my phone. And that son of a bitch wouldn't link up in the woods. I was up elk hunting and, uh, I had another guy with me and, and I was like, here, I'll take my alpha so I can track you and it had to enter each or whatever. And I'll take this alpha 10, you know, cause I was, anyway, battery was good. And I was going to just link it up and get maps on my phone, you know, and, and just use, use the app to track other people. I couldn't link it up without internet. So you, I couldn't even pair the device. Hopefully they fixed it. I don't think they have, but you can't pair a device if you're not an internet. And so, anyways, I was so fired up. <laughs> I remember I was elk hunting, and I was making one of the little selfie videos. No, I, never, I remember. I've, I don't. It's documented. <laughs> it's on video archive somewhere. It never made it to the internet. It was another Warren Winch. It was like I was trying. I was using. I was pissed. I, I look. I was had. It was raining, James, and I was like, "You son of a bitch! Just this bullshit!" And I was up elk hunting, you know, whispering because I was in the woods. I was like, "I should be freaking looking for elk right now," but I'm bitching about this. Gar- and I was. Oh, I'm going to go back. I think you sent it to me. I'll send it to you for a refresher. Maybe even James will uh, get to hear it. Sometimes those videos age well, and sometimes they don't. It's just still a true story, though. I mean, Garmin doesn't link up if you don't have internet. Like, why does Garmin want internet? A company that's supposed to be like, get outdoors. Uh, it drives me nuts. So Right. Have we picked on Garmin enough today? Yeah, there was. I think we're good. <laughs> I was going to say you had another rant, but I don't remember and I don't know if I want to. <sighs> Garmin, we don't want the internet. The internet is not our friend. Internet's for TikTok videos and Facebook TikTok rants. Yeah. Anyways, so, but that was my, my deal with the watch. Every time I think about the watch, if you're not connected up and to the internet, you know, with your phone, having the internet, like once you get it all connected and established, so... It's awesome. Henry, here, here's the tip of the day. Here's the tip of the day. I'm going to turn this rant <laughs> into a good stand. informational study or informational <laughs> session here. A PSA. Yeah. Make sure your shit is hooked up before you leave the internet. Like, and it works great. Like if you hook up, like you get an inReach, you hook up your alpha to the app, whatever you want to do. Do all that before you leave for the woods. Go prepared. Don't go like me, which is like just grab my shit and show up in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do that. You gotta be prepared. You gotta you gotta get all your shit dialed in and ready. Which reminds me, I need to do some shit before I go to Canada. I feel like when you're in Canada, James and I should get back on and we can have a what it's like to hunt with buddy episode. <laughs> We could definitely do one of those. <laughs> it's probably real similar to hunting with Jason Doobie. <laughs> uh, Some would call it a once in a lifetime experience <laughs> unless you just do it all the time. I've only had two and I've been working for him for almost six years. 
something's gonna go wrong. I mean, just do every time. Oh man, Let's see what Colby says. Break, break line, just whatever. Yeah, right. You. Last time I had COVID, and we spent <laughs> we had an arg- twelve much hours. An argument on the. I'm like, go home. You can go to my truck and just wait in my truck for me. Okay, yeah, but you didn't play it out like he was like super, super sick. <laughs> I, yeah, I had COVID. I was like dying. He thought I was like kidding, and I'm like, no. Oh man, yeah, he's like James wasn't feeling good, and, da, da, da. and I'm like, okay, wait, that's a different story. How how was that warming hut, James? <sighs> really, the warming hut's actually awesome. That is a great way to go up and hunt. You know, spend four or five days up there and hunt. Um, the end of that trip sucked, but the majority of it was pretty good. Well, the day before we thought we lost a dog and <laughs> right? was dead. That that part kind of sucked too. There was a lot of sucky parts of that whole trip, <laughs> but that warm hut in the middle of the snow is pretty nice. That is really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah, as long as you can keep a fire burning in it. It did pretty good once you cleaned it that stove out. It was, it was good, but yeah, the morning it snowed. I don't know how much it snowed that night. Quite a bit. It was like a couple feet. Yeah, okay. we were like, it was rough getting out of there. Like we we felt like we were gonna get stuck going downhill. Oh, on our ship. That doesn't sound fun. Yeah, but he had this. Uh, it was like his toboggan sled from Costco <laughs> that has this like cover that you're supposed to be able to pull over it. That does not work no. <laughs> at all. We, I, I, everybody asked me about like snowmobile sleds, and I'm like, well, I can tell you what doesn't work. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a lot of shit that doesn't work, like yeah. broken sleds, broken snowmobile trailers. Like I haven't figured out the perfect solution. I don't. You want everybody ask me what's the solution? I don't know what the solution is yet, but we're still working on problems. <laughs> we're, we're, we're checking still- off what not to do. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I was talking with Colby this morning and he says, yeah, I still got to get out there and, you know, do some, some photos and and come hunt with you guys again. And I thought, oh yeah, we need to get him on a snowmobile. Yeah. The nice thing about going with James is it increases my failure rate by twice. Right. So instead of, (laughs) yeah, because mine just is bad. Instead of taking a year to get the failure, it's like we we cover twice as much ground in the same amount of time. Like we, we get twice as many failures in the one same amount of time. That's a good way to look at it. No, we were flipping those freaking toboggan sleds over and dumping snow out of them because they just packed with snow, losing our shit. (laughs) I flipped one entirely <laughs> while it was still connected to the sled. <laughs> Bounced the dog box out at like 30 miles an hour, skipped it down a road. Luckily, oh, there were geez. no dogs in it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, You two sound like a match made in heaven. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes it comes together. Throw Jimmy in there and you got a real good time. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, well, no, but anyways, yeah, that was, I'm waiting for some cooler weather, but we're we were just talking about the the moose hunts i'm trying to get ready for that that's a I'll lot go. better use of a mule tape and snatch block than what i was expecting maybe maybe we'll see i'm, I'm nervous i'm i'm nervous i'm gonna get my ass kicked we'll see I'm packing out yeah that much does bradley yeah. have a tag too up there yeah yeah we got oh how he, awesome he, is that he did me a, a deal and we're gonna do a father-son moose hunt so i figured that's i'll do it now too. while i can do it Rather than wait, okay. Uh, so, 
Anyways, we got James Van, as uh, Olivia would say, Gistel. She, she was Yamez Van Gistel. <laughs> That's what she calls you. She's just pumped every time she has a chance to answer. <laughs> oh, the she's like running, too. jumping over people to get to the phone. It's like, it's Yamez. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's a popular guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gistel. She, she always calls it. He's still oh, drop my phone. Um, Jason, you had some topics you want to talk about. We, we're going to do a couple short yeah, ones. Just because it seems to be coming up in conversations I've had lately. And like I've kind of added, I added two new dogs to my pack kind of for this specific reason. But like I wanted to talk about voice on track and like how different dogs. I mean, you know, you'll have your silent dogs on track, which is super popular with like pig hunters and. I'd say some bobcat hunters too. And then there's guys that want wide open here at every breath. And, and there's a lot in between there, but like you guys are more cat hunters than I'll ever be. And I'm curious what you guys look for as far as not, not the style of bark, but like how much lip they give on a track. And do you think that that plays into like the cat races? Uh, uh, James, I'm gonna let you take it. I, I'm, I don't know. So, you know, I, I guess I'm still really trying to find that <clears throat> that perfect medium there of of what's enough and and what's far too much. Every day's um, different, <laughs> and I, yeah. I <laughs> it's definitely different. Um, but you know, I, I think if I was if I wasn't running as many lions as I am. Um, well, and I guess I can't even really say it just for lions, but there was, I can see the benefits at times of, of guys wanting to have that tighter mouth dog. Um, I most definitely can. The problem I have with it, and I know it's something that, that buddy has going on with his group of dogs also is you get, in my opinion, you get that dog and it, it always seems to be, <laughs> In my luck, the dog that finds the loss is always the dog that's silent. <laughs> and so, so that's you too, like, huh? You know, yes. like you, uh, you end up, you know, in a great big loss and they can't figure it out. And you're sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. All of a sudden you look down your GPS and you got a dog that's 500 yards away and cruising. And uh, she hasn't said a single word yet. And that. At that point in time, that dog that's tight mouth like that, I want more than anything for her to just open right? her mouth yeah. like one time, yeah. <laughs> even, and say anything. Just just let the back come in to fuck it up like, again. That's what we want to do. Is like, yeah, call the run dogs me. over here so you can you can screw this shit up and do it again. That's what we're trying to tell you to do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know the the problem I have with that, and the where I've run into a lot of issues. Um, with lions is you, you get that one silent dog out on their own and you usually end up, or you, you run the higher risk most definitely of getting that one dog hurt by herself, hurt or killed, um, than you do if you have, you know, everyone else there. With yeah. You had a bad time. experience. And anytime right? I run you into a, a problem. Bit. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I uh, it's been well. I guess I had two bad experiences. Really, the the dog that I have with one eye, she was um, 
she was just a pup, you know, a year and a half old, and she ended up getting out in front and got in a bad spot with a cat and lost an eye. And luckily, everyone else was right behind her. But the uh, the more recent one is I was looking for a line to call her um, one night after work, and it was, I don't know, the end of March, somewhere in there, <clears throat> dry ground or bare ground. And uh, I rode dogs up this canyon, ended up getting a lion going, and it really turned into, it went from probably the best race I've ever had as far as being able to watch dog work to like one of the, you know, worst times in a guy's life all within yeah. 20 minutes. And they, uh, dogs worked up out of the canyon and there was actually a road that paralleled it where I could, I watched the whole thing. I mean, I watched them grind their way up the canyon, get up into the rocks, <clears throat> watch the lion stand up and jump. And, uh, they went off over the hill and I'm thinking, perfect. This couldn't be any better. They're going to get caught on the other side of this ridge and I'm going to be out of here before dark. And we got a place to start in the morning and get this cat collared. And, uh, that's ended up not being how it worked out. Um, my, <clears throat> The dog that was the tightest mouth dog that I had also happened to be the fastest dog that I had. And uh, she peeled off out of there 100 miles an hour and um, ended down in the next canyon. And it was a, just a really, really narrow cut where they came down through like shoulder width wide. And she hit that lion right there in the brush by herself. And the other dogs were, you know, not too far behind her, but far enough. Um, but she was silent. And she was, yeah, she was silent. And she bailed down into that brush. And, you know, I, I, at that time, I didn't know exactly what had happened. I looked at the GPS, boom, everything was treed. And I got down to a spot where I could get into and stuck my head out the window and was listening. And I, I couldn't hear her. I'm like, there's, there's something's not right here. And she was on a GPS just right up above them, not moving, but uh, yeah. she definitely wasn't there. And so, of course, I, I get up in there. It's, I don't know, 500 yards, but it's a pretty miserable walk to get in there. And sure enough, she's laying there dead in the creek and the rest of the dogs have the cat treed 50 yards away. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, had she been barking wide open, would it have still happened? It's hard to say, but I, I definitely think that your odds are less if you have a dog that's making a whole lot of noise when they're coming into a situation like that than if you have a dog that's not yeah. saying anything. And that's what I kind of sometimes wonder is it's like, okay, there's a ton of guys that are, I mean, just adamant, like silent. They want a, a you know tight mouth dog and it's almost like a badge of honor how tight you know of a mouth a guy has and... Uh, and I don't know. I'm, I'm like James. I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, uh, there's oftentimes I want a much more tighter mouth dog than I have. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> there are times I'm like, shut the hell up, please. Um, But then I got the other side where it's like, I got a dog that I'm like, you need to bark a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like do same kind of thing. I'm like, man, it, on a bobcat or whatever, no problem. But I worry that they do that on the wrong big cat. And I mean, it, it, it can be a bad deal. I think I yeah. think a dog hitting a, a, a lion too early. You know, I've had, I've had guys, you know, tell me that they kind of want their dogs there at the same time. And I've kind of come to right. that conclusion that, 
Um, I don't want a one-on-one. You know what I mean? The whole the whole part of the, you know, part of the dogs is they work together, and and it's safer for them as a pack than one at a time. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I mean, I I see the point of guys wanting silent or or quieter dogs in uh, certain situations. I know, like the pig hunters is where I hear it the most because as soon as a dog barks, those pigs will bust, and you just got a mess. You know, you can't yeah. be as effective. And I would say I I've seen that just because we run the same game over and over and over. You know, we're not harvesting them; we're just chasing them. So they kind of learn the game. And if you got dogs that are more open you know while they're still trailing and you know prior to the jump it's like it's a two-stage jump there's the minute they get up and they know something's going on but they're not under in running you know yeah and and they're just gaining ground as fast or faster than the dogs can trail so it's like that one little bobble that might not cost anything in some situations like now all of a sudden you're just you're never gonna catch up and you just keep slow pushing it the whole time yeah and i and i wonder and i don't know what i what i think me and james talked a little bit about this before but sometimes i wonder about the uh almost psychology or whatever of of the cat or the bear or whatever and so you have this encounter where these dogs are making noise and they're getting louder and it's like it's like that movie that's like oh, shit they're getting louder they're getting closer. <laughs> the, the soundtrack getting, you know what i mean that sound that barking that that baying has to be have some type of intensity and i don't know you know sh- short of being in the woods in the middle of a track and kind of getting that you know if you don't know what it is and all of a sudden you hear them coming and you're like what's that right and they get loud and you're like oh they're are they it following me, me. <laughs> i don't i don't think so you know and then i'll say oh sh- shit they are you know what i mean and they get closer and closer and then yeah that's got to maybe, I don't know, but I, I would imagine that has to do something to the psyche of the animal, well, you know, agree. whereas, you know, you have one dog out in front who's silent and the cat's looking back like, sounds like dogs back there. Are they, are they, are they trailing me? Like, I don't. And then all of a sudden you get this here, you know, cause you imagine in the woods, you, you're stopping, you're quiet. You're going to hear things. Hear Even dog. if the dog's not barking, you hear that dog coming and that cat, has time to prepare you know what i mean to be like oh shit something's coming right here right here you know what i mean it's not right. barking but i think the bark and the the bay has a different dynamic to the whole equation and i just i just personally think it's dangerous yeah. if if you have a cat that's that's getting prepared for a one-on-one you know what i mean i just think it's a really dangerous situation whereas if you have the dogs together coming they're making noise they're barking um and, and maybe not you know what i mean there's still maybe cats that decide that nope we're gonna take our stand right here against baying dogs or barking dogs and they're not afraid of that yeah. but I, I think that i don't know i think that maybe some of the psyche that that causes cats to tree versus not tree I, but i don't know yeah I, I, all i can say is the you know, between these collaring projects and every, you know, guide and everything else, I mean, the over the last five years, the the three dogs that we've had that we've had killed have all been dogs that were making noise. They're silent. Um, they're silent. Yeah. So whether or not it's you know that's a coincidence or not, 
I mean, just in my own head, it's, you know, the dogs that have been killed the dogs that are the dogs that are not making noise. Yeah. Um, and I, and that could vary also depending on, you know, depending on what state you're hunting and, and how often these cats are being ran and, um, yeah. you know, whether they're being pushed by wolves, whether they're not being pushed by wolves, I, I do think that that has a lot of effect on it. I mean, I think, you know, a pack of wolves versus a lion, the wolves win, but one-on-one, I, I really believe that more often than not, the lion probably wins that. Yeah. And I don't think it takes, you know, many times for a lion to turn on a wolf by itself to realize, you know, I can, I can take a dog. Yeah. yeah I can hold um, you back or, you know, whatever. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Versus, you know, an entire pack. Um, you know, on the other side of that though, like buddy, there's times where, and, and I've really gotten kind of to the point where, you know, cause you have those dogs and like, it, it just happens to be my oldest dog, but it doesn't always have to be your oldest dog. Um, you get that dog that, that is real mouthy and, you know, the tiniest little bit of scent, that dog's going to blow up like, like the cat standing right there. Yeah. And that, that you want to talk about being pissed on the side <laughs> of the road. I mean, when, when I'm looking at it and I know for a fact, like without a doubt that this track is old and, and she gets down on it and blows up like that, <laughs> you know, it's just not a good start to, it, it gets everyone else wound up. And then all of a sudden, you know, that intensity just, you can't, they can't move it anywhere. Overrun yeah. it. And yeah, and they it, all of a sudden it's just yeah going out of there too fast, not using their head. I mean, and and the first ten minutes is just a complete shit show, <laughs> and you're to the point of just wanting to put everything away and go home. And then finally they settle down, and and one of them takes. Is it that what they do? I've I, I really that part. <laughs> okay, shit, you're doing it wrong. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like there's there's definitely times where that that dog that is that vocal is not the dog that I want starting the race. Um, or, or even, you know, if I'm roading them down the road necessarily, that's not the dog that I want to hit the track first. Um, it's just because it, it does sometimes create problems. Yeah. So I don't even think there's an easy answer for it. Like I said, everybody, and I just always kind of think in, in terms of there's pros and cons to both sides and, there oftentimes I want a less mouthy dog than what I have at the time. Um, yep. And it's so hard though. I, like with young dogs. And, and what sucks and what I've found is a lot of times there's not really, I mean, you, you get what you get. There's, you know, I, I don't think that's something that you can necessarily train out of them per se by any right. means. Um, and, and I've tried a lot of different ways with a lot of different <laughs> levels of electricity and it does not seem to matter. Um, I think that's a, like a genetic deal or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's when you have the finished product and, and that's what this dog does, that's just kind of what you got. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably, I mean, honestly, you ought to get somebody who on here, who, who is really adamant about a quiet dog. Yeah. I mean, because, I'm not going to be the guy and, and James is, is not, not to say that I, I don't want a more quiet mouth dog, but I look at the potential and, and there's guys that 
that really want, I mean, almost silent dogs, especially on Bobcat right. and stuff like that. I think that's kind of a trend for, yeah. for a lot of guys. And I'm sure that that probably does, you know, I, I would think that it has to, you probably up your catch percentage absolutely, and you probably have shorter races. Um, absolutely. When those, when, when they're quiet and they get closer to that thing before it's jumped, you know, I mean, you, your catch percentage probably does go up. Yeah. Um, but I, to me, it's kind of like it, at what yeah, cost? I, I 100% agree with that. It's like, yeah, I think, if that's your goal, you know what I mean? If you're looking at it from that standpoint, yeah. And and I definitely think that helps. Another benefit for me of having a dog that opens is training a pup behind silent dogs. You know what I mean? Dogs yeah. that just go and don't don't bark enough to keep the pack up. I mean, getting a young dog in there, you know what I mean, can be difficult. You know, I mean, it's it's easier to train and have a you know. I always explain, um, I had a, a situation where I had to, you know, catch a couple problem cats and I had one dog down and that dog was just hair standing up. I'm like, Oh shit, this cat is right here. Like I, I just, I had the officer there and I said, I, this cat's right here. I don't, I don't know what, but this dog is super tiptoeing. I mean, she was like, almost like she was afraid of the cat. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. You know what? <laughs> And part of me is like, wow, this is weird. You know what I mean? I've never seen a dog act this way. Normally we trail it, they catch it, and and she's a slobbermouth tree dog. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, but I take her out to these chickens and there's feathers on the ground or whatever. And, and you know, it, it's a depredation. And she was just like hair on the back. She was just like tiptoeing in through the bushes. And I'm just like, and I told the officer, I said, somebody needs to go up, open the rest of that box. I said, I want all of my dogs down right now. Because if they catch this, I don't want a one-on-one. You know what I mean? I, they, right. These dogs work together as a pack. And so that was my number one for the safety of my dog. I was like, shit, I hit this thing at the wrong time. And it's a one-on-one with this dog who's not. It didn't go through the, the, the normal cold trail. Yeah, the process. Tree, you know what I mean? Like, And I got one-on-one. And it's like, this is, gonna, this is just going to intercept of this thing was just killing a bunch of domestic animals. And now there's a, a dog sniffing around and, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. I'm like, I need to amp it up a little bit. I needed some more barking even, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to get those dogs amped up and talking to each other and, and change that dynamic. Change your mindset. Yeah. The, the mindset of what I had was she's tiptoeing and she's like sticking her nose in this bush. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm trying to reach in there with my, my, fat head and still hoping I don't get swatted. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh. and it, we ended up catching them, but it, and the cat was right there. I mean, it, it, it had been laid up right there. So the, the, just watching the body, the language of the dog. And I was like, Nope, I don't like this. And and that's when I asked to just all four of my dogs down. I'm like, I want, I think I maybe had three cause I had one that was healing up from a, a hunt, but, um, which was a funny story. <laughs> I had a, let me think of that. Oh, I got to think about that. But I had Shelby. Um, she had hurt herself. And so I uh, I took her into the shop. You know what I mean? So she was sitting in the shop at my desk. And I get the call. And the call's like a two-hour drive away. You know what I mean? It was it was, it was was a good drive for this right. just cougar call. So I am had to go somewhere. I'm like, Olivia and the girls, I'm like, can you guys watch Shelby real quick? 
I had to go pick up Tyler from dance. I had to go drop her off at her dance studio or whatever. So I get the call while I'm just doing an errand in town to drop my daughter off. So I'm like, okay. The officer says, we got this call. We think it's pretty legit. Can you just be ready? And I said, no problem. So I went home and grabbed my dogs to take them to work with me. But by the time I was heading to work, I got the call that it was legit. And I'm like, shit, it's a two hour drive. I better just go. So <laughs> you Shelby, Shelby. <laughs> no, she was hurting. Right. So she's just snoozing away behind my desk at work. And I just grabbed the three dogs and I just cruise on down there and uh, do all this work. You know I mean? This whole excitement. There was actually two cats that we ended up having to catch that day. You know, and we're talking the smell of a dog is so finite. You know what I mean? They talk about how they can smell things. So I get home. So, so mind you, I drive two hours on the east side of the mountains, pretty much. You know what I mean? We're not, we're in dry, you know, pine trees. And you know what I mean? It's totally right. different. We catch two cats. And then, so I, I ask Olivia, I'm going to say, Hey, Olivia, can you drop Shelby home on your way home? You're drop off at my house on the way home. So I get home maybe 15 minutes before Olivia, right? All the dogs come out and they're just like, I mean, they had a freaking day of work. You know what I mean? <laughs> two hour drive. We caught two cats and a two hour drive back. They're spent. So they're laying on the couch or whatever. And here comes Miss Shelby Prince. And you know what I mean? Like there, and you could just, the look on her face was like, <laughs> You that, cheated. Is, where the hell did you guys go? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, you can tell Dell's like, oh, it was a long drive. We drove, you know, two hours over here on the east side of the mountains. We caught two cats. It was a big rodeo. And Shelby's like, bullshit. <laughs> I, was, I was just sleeping. Are you kidding me? I mean, the mindset of that dog, you could just see her mind was getting blown. How could you? <laughs> if those dogs were telling her, it was like, you know, it was like bullshit. And you're like, no, you're bullshitting me. You didn't. But that's a pine. That's that's not even like a Douglas fir tree. That's <laughs> is that sage? Where the hell did you find sage? Like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> so I just cracked up just thinking about the mentality of Shelby coming back from just sleeping on the, the bed at W. And all three of the other dogs are just wiped out. They gotta smell like a, a cougar. You know, I mean you imagine right. they can just smell something. They smell like different plants. They've been driving for two hours. So if they could talk, you know, Shelby would be like, oh, hey, guys, I went to W. How was your day? You guys just slept around the yeah. house all day. <laughs> and they're going to be like, no, really, we went out, we went hunting while you were at work. You what? Yeah, one of them's the punk. Bella's like, yeah, that's what you get, old lady. Mess with us. Yeah. Tell us we're staying home. We left you. Um, that's Shelby funny. was moping around a little bit that day. It was just like, are you serious? Like, you seriously went? Two hours, two hours. Like you didn't even go like in, in the backyard, like the 15 minute drive where we just go exercise. You guys actually went, no, oh, I cracked myself up over that. <laughs> Anyways, I think she'll be finally forgive me, but we'll see. So that was the, the, what, what reminded me of that was I was like, dump all the dogs. I was like, dump four. And I only had three that day. Cause Shelby was, <laughs> hey, it's Shelby. good. You remembered she was there though. Cause usually it's like, Oh yeah, there's five dogs. Wait, there's only four here. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh. So general no. consensus then, I mean, we're all pretty close. Like, it never works out in your favor when you need it. The silent dogs are silent when they shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've never been around somebody that had, you know, I, I've never seen the, the whole pack of silent dogs to, 
to even really see how that works. Um, but I do think there would be a lot yeah. of challenges there for sure. Like Buddy said, you know, starting to put behind them or whatever it is, it it probably comes with there's got to be a lot of pros there. But in my mind, I, I do see a lot yeah. of cons with it. We need well. someone yeah. from the other side. That's what plead, I'm telling you. Plead your you case. Gotta, you got to and I I think there's valid points. I I I think James kind of covered it best. I think it definitely increases your catch percentage. I can definitely see that. Yeah. And I've seen it myself with with moving a track where I've had um I was hunting with Mark Boyer and our dogs that were uh Mark we had one one dog that was silent and just getting getting it gone. And I mean it was doing great moving that track. Um and it would have been nice to have a whole pack of those things at that time. You know what I mean? Like it would have right. been like you know, it was it was a bobcat and I ended up having to pull them off, but some of that I, I liken to it irritates me because and I'll just pick on Della because she's the one that's silent most of the time in my pack. She's the first one to bolt over to a dog barking. So if if, if one of my dogs finds the track, you know what I mean? And and she's always working hard. So she's not like cheating. But she's the first one to listen to another dog barking and beat over there to go work that track. Yeah, but then she don't help out sometimes, and so sometimes I look at it like, okay, yeah, you're you're good enough to take their bark, you know, and and haul ass over there, <laughs> but you won't give them a bark once in a while. I'm like, you little stingy bitch. Yeah, it's I like they let just you... want to slip out. They're, they're Why don't you sit a W while we go catch a cat? That's what. <laughs> I'll take Shelby, my favorite. Everybody calls Shelby my favorite. You know, and there's sometimes that part of me thinks like I have to wonder if that's something that they learn is if I just keep going and don't say anything, yep. I don't yeah. have to share this with anybody. You know, I, I I can just keep moving and and not have to worry about them. Yeah, I think that's a lot because I know I've got dogs that you put them on that track on their own and they're not going to say a word. They're quite, you know, trailing super, super tight mouthed. But you put them on that same scent not booger barking behind, but, you know, working it as a pack together and yeah. they're going to be a, a lot more vocal, but singled out. It's like, man, I've, I'm like, James, just please bark just yeah. once as this dog is sitting here at my feet. And I know <laughs> that tracks 200 yards away. Just give her something. Yeah. And I've had a couple, honestly, just think about this year. Um, I, I've gotten out a couple times and I've had two situations that I can think of where Della and, and Andy trailed up a hillside, maybe 300 yards. Like, I, you know what I mean? It was a ways. And I remember thinking, well, they're going to start one right there. And they never did. And uh, because they didn't bark, I wonder, did, did they get nervous? and come, You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the dynamic of that was. But had it been... Um, a different dog with them, they wouldn't have gone that far. So, so part of me was like, they they Good go to three hundred yards. I mean, what the hell? You know, now I'm thinking, what the hell are you guys doing? You know what I mean? Like, what? Yeah. So I'm like, do I need to yeah. check you guys? You know what I mean? Are you guys screwing around, or were you working a, a cat and you just didn't bark and? Didn't have the confidence. Exactly. Had they barked, 
a couple more dogs would have went in there and we would have, we would have worked together on that. You know what I mean? Like I, if they would, if they, uh, I guess my mentality would have been if they could move at 300 yards and I could put some more A-list dogs in there. I don't, I don't have any A-list dogs, but B-list dogs. <laughs> I can just throw a couple B-dogs in there. I don't have any dogs, but if I can throw a couple more B-dogs in there, I bet you we might have started. Um, I, don't, I don't know, but I'm like, hmm. It makes you think. Well, and, and you know, I've seen that where they've, um, where, where you've had that exact same situation and, and, and say yeah. they come back and it's like, well, what, you know, what were, and then you walk up there and take yep. everyone with you and all of a sudden, boom, you got a race going and they're rolling out of it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't know what causes that, but that's, I've definitely watched that. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the confidence, if it's them not barking, you know what I mean? Like I know that a few barks in there would have changed the dynamic of that. If, if it was a cat, like I, I, for sure. Um, you know, we, I just don't know. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say one way or the other because I just don't know, but they, they moved out far enough that I'm like, they were messing with something. I don't know what, you know, hopefully it wasn't another hunter, but <laughs> like deer hunter, elk hunter, but and it wasn't cause I, I, I'd been avoiding those places, but that was twice in the last, you know, couple of weeks that Della and Andy did that in two, in two separate occasions that I know of. And I remember thinking them little bitches better bark or I am starting to get a bad habit. You know, I don't know what the answer is. I right. you know, we'll, we'll see what goes on. And I'm kind of in this weird dynamic that my older dogs are getting older and I'm kind of, I think I've been spoiled for too long. You know what I mean? Like I, I've had a really good pack that um, the last couple of years have been real uh, cohesive. And now I'm starting to see some holes pop back up in, in silent dogs and not barking is one of my holes that I'm not sure that I'm going to regret. Yeah. I can tell you it's good. <laughs> good or bad. If one of those dogs does bark and, and say that situation is not actually a cat, but there's a porcupine in the middle of that situation <laughs> and it goes from no dogs barking and all is well to, one dog barks, all hell will break loose, <laughs> and you will spend the rest <laughs> of your day quills. pulling quills out of dogs. Did you have that? Was it a, oh, yeah. How far off the road was uh, that? Quite a little ways off the road. It was, <laughs> I had the, that depredation out on that ranch here. Well, it was like in August when it was real hot. Yeah. And we had, I rode a circle around this place. It had come in and killed the horse colt. Well, the horse colt lived, mare died. <laughs> And, uh, anyhow, we dogs had been laid up, not doing much and, and wound tight. I mean, I, I rode them that morning, six, seven miles just to try to get what I could out of them before we got there. And, uh, I ride a circle around this place and nothing, nothing, nothing. We're on our way back. And luckily, I don't know, mile from the truck maybe. And, uh, had two dogs kind of dive down into the creek bottom and they're messing around down in there but it was low-key and everything was good and i i just had this feeling that you guys need to get out of whatever you're doing down there because it's not right and <laughs> mabel my my oldest dog that i tell you is straight as an arrow all day long 99 percent of the time she dives down in there with them and they saw it 
And she barked once and it was hammer down. <laughs> That's all we needed. <laughs> all they needed. All those younger dogs needed was a bark from one dog. It was like, done, we got this. And it was not a good deal for anybody involved. Including, including myself. I still, I still have quills that are showing up. Uh, I mean, it's been two months. That's so yeah. tough, though, because like that situation, if you guys weren't like, like, buddy, take yours. You have a ton of experience, A, with dogs and B, with that species, you know, chasing cats. And if you're questioning it, I mean, imagine rookies, like imagine people who don't know. Like, oh, yeah, we went out the other night. Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, I, I maybe I, I got more experience than some, but there's people with a lot more experience that I'm pulling from. So I don't, oh, I don't yeah. necessarily like that statement. <laughs> well, what I'm getting at is, is you you've seen things whether you learned from them or not. No, we're not really. Like, you yeah. know, we go out the other night and we had the same situation. Like we had some success, and then something just didn't seem right. Like they were doing the same thing, going off. You could tell they yeah. were working something. But I didn't know what. And after sitting for so long, it's like, okay, this has gone good so far. Am I letting you guys talk yourselves into screwing up? Like, yeah. is it my time to pull the plug on this? And yeah, and that's like, the that's hardest part. Spot. That's a really rough spot. And that's the hard part is, and for me, at least right now, is because I'm having this aging pack that, you know, I mean, I don't know how old Shy is. She's got to be getting on 10 now. Yeah. Like, and shell, I mean, everybody's been a year apart. So I got 10, 9, 8, I think. I don't know. You know what I mean? And then I think my youngest is three or four, five. Right? She's going to be five now. I don't no know. No way. I, I think so. I don't know. Maybe not. I, she's, uh, it, and maybe she'll, she, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm just looking at the bottom of my pack and going, man, I may have rode that train too long. You know what I mean? I may not have gotten. Yeah. You know, and that's the hard, the hardest part about dogs and running the, the, the number that I try to run, which is three, four, I had five at one point, you know, with, with Bonnie is I don't want six, seven, eight, but it's easy to fall out. You know, if you're, yeah. you know, unless you're, you're moving dogs and those are just some things that I see right now that I'm like, man, I don't know. And I'll try and get a pup here maybe next year or so I need to. But I think I think I'll do all right this year. I think next year I'm going to be trying to listen to this podcast and get some tips. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you can line up some good guests for me. Uh, yeah, hey guys, we really need to talk to some serious cat hunters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buddy's going back to school. I gotta start over again. Um, oh, well, right so. on. Oh, I I appreciate it, James. You, you even got out of work early, didn't you, Bud? I did. Yep, a little bit, a <laughs> couple hours. Start the weekend early. That's why he's uh, eager to do podcasts with his buddy. He just gets to cut out early. Oh, I know. Thursday yeah. afternoon podcasts aren't a bad deal for sure. Yeah. Well, let's wrap this one up and we'll get another one we're going to record for put in the bank, I think. This is a good yeah. one. James, awesome. Well, thanks, man. Anything else you got to say about silent dogs, mouthy dogs? I think we covered it pretty good. I think we, yeah, I think we pretty well covered it. Um, we want to hear... You know what we want to hear is is users, whenever they see this post on Facebook, comment like what and why you like 
a silent yeah, dog. Yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's it's whatever works best for the guy that's hunting them. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just you know everybody thinks of it different, so it'd be yeah. cool to hear the other side. Yeah, I'd like to see some comments on this when when you listen to it or whatever you're on Facebook. We need to post that and just ask people about what their thoughts are on how much mouth they, they want their dogs to have and, and what the logic is. I'd like to read that thread. Yeah. Well, All perfect, right. guys.